Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives. This is an up-close look at the students, faculty, and administrators who make your college unique. This weekly show shines a spotlight on the programs and people here at YCP. This week's host is Jeffrey Schiffman. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is Professor Schiffman. Uh, we are talking with a bunch of uh, students, uh, recent uh, grads of your college, some not so recent. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> um, grad is a grad, Jeff. Uh, but uh, what we're talking with, uh, all these people sort of work in the, in the background, uh, work in production or, or in, uh, uh, you know, not on screen or, or on, uh, on, on TV in front of the camera or anything along those lines. But we wanted to discuss with them how the whole situation with the coverage of COVID and the, how it's impacted their jobs and their lives. So let me first introduce uh, everybody. First of all, Sam, uh, Samantha Bucks. Sam works for uh, NBC Universal uh, in New York City, outside of New York City uh, in production. Uh, Tyler Galaskis works for WHTM in uh, Harrisburg. He works uh, in uh, production there. Uh, Alexis Gorenstein works at WPMT, Fox 43. There, there, there she is. She's always pimping uh, her work. Uh, she also works with Laura Thrapp. Laura is actually, Laura graduated just a year ago. So she's, she's our, uh, our youngster in the group. And then um, there's uh, Eric Weiss. Eric works for Forever Media in uh, the uh, Hanover uh, area, but uh, the York, um, York Adams uh, market. And he works in, uh, actually, in uh, production of commercials and all that sort of stuff. You guys all know me. So, um Let's first, uh, let me let me ask, we'll start with Sam. And actually, we're going to start with Eric, because Eric's the oldster. We, we want to you know, age before beauty. Uh, uh, so, Eric, how has this sort of impacted your uh, your work situation? What are you doing differently that you were doing, weren't doing before uh, that you're doing now? You know, the nuts and bolts of what I do, Jeff, have really largely stayed the same. Um, you know, I'm still writing scripts. I'm still producing spots top to bottom. Uh, I'm still interacting with account executives and with clients. Um, the, really, the only thing that's changed is the mechanics of it. Um, obviously, I don't have my studio at the radio station I can't use. Um, I don't have my preferred software, my preferred microphone, you know, all right. this and that. These these comfort sort of things that producers sort of get into it. I like things the way they are in my world. And when you change them, I can't figure out how to do my job. Well, you know, it, that's not an option right now. Uh, the job still has to be done. Clients still have to be served. Stations still have to stay on the air now more than ever. Uh, the people who are doing the work still need to do the work and still need to be reliable workers. So really... The, it's just been a matter of figuring out new ways to do the same tasks. So the same tasks are still already being done. The the biggest difference I found is that my home operation <laughs> was uh, way behind the times. Um, <laughs> I really had to I had to get very current with uh, current you know internet capabilities and and uh, hardware requirements and software requirements. I haven't done that stuff on a mass basis for from home for so long that I, I had to kind of crash course myself into it. And after getting through that initial uh, setup, you know, process of getting my, my home studio set up and my processes ready to go, I'm, I'm about 90 or 95% back to, you know, the capacity of, of where I was at. So it was just really a, an adjustment period, went through that adjustment period. And, um, you know, now instead of being in front of my uh, monitor and my preferred EVO microphone, I'm on my, uh, you know, kitchen table in front of my laptop. 
Yeah, and one thing I think that a lot of our students have uh, gone through is, you know, that there was that safety, not safety net, but there was that nice thing. Oh, I don't have to worry about having the best computer in the world or the computer that will do this or computer that will do that. Now, all of a sudden, you know, they can't do their editing. They can't do, uh, yeah, they can't walk into a studio and, and, and do, do voice work or they don't have the equipment. And that's certainly been a, been a, a, a big issue. All right, Sam, how are you? First of all, hi. Hi. I'm good, thank you. <laughs> Sam, Sam is uh, 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 Sam works for NBC Universal. Uh, tell people what you do so that they understand sort of what your what your gig is. Sure. So I'm a client services manager. Um, I also play partially a role of project management. I work directly with our post production group, so I help schedule and maintain those projects from starting with the client end, saying like this is what we need uh, in terms of promos, usually or social deliverables, and then. I execute them to give those requests to our editors, audio engineers, and colorists. Um, another part of my team, there's um, about six of us. Another part of the team helps also schedule our screeners and our long-form editors. So screeners are um, kids that are watching, or and adults that are watching the um, movies and TV shows to screen them through and make sure that they're good right before they go on air. So my team directly has... Um, always had the capability of working from home, but we've never done it for an entire week. Um, but some of the struggles- for, for an entire month. Yeah, especially not a whole month. Um, typically we do once a week, but nothing as this extent. Um, some of the struggles that we've had though is, as soon as we were told to get out of the building, we had to quickly figure out how people that have never worked from home were gonna be able to work from home. So we've had a lot of amazing engineers and a lot of amazing directors and managers work miracles literally overnight. Some of our employees worked 24, 48 hours in a row just to figure out ways to get these people to get home and be safe in their homes. So a lot of that took uh, ordering more laptops, trying to figure out if we had to do laptop pass-offs, who worked, who lived near each other, and trying to figure all that out. Um, they somehow made our mock work from home, which is amazing in itself because um, – They've never worked from home to begin with, and especially during snowstorms or anything. They were in hotels. We've never had these people work from home. But uh, first and foremost, our clients come first. So we just had to make it work. And somehow we are now 100% working remotely and still providing the great services that we always have from the beginning. And nothing's disrupted our quality or anything like that. So... I've, I've talked with a bunch of people uh, about this and imagine if we tried to do this 20 years ago, this would not happen 20 years ago. Yeah. 20 years, 20 years ago, we didn't have the high speed internet. We didn't have all the, all the things that we have. We could never have done this 20 years ago. So in a way that's, that, that's good because it keeps, it's keeping us all working. All right. Next to Alexis, Alexis, hello. How are you? Hi, I'm doing just peachy. How are you? Okay, Alexis is our birthday girl. She had a birthday yesterday, the day before, I think, something like that, right? Saturday. Happy Thank birthday. You. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, so Alexis, um, you are a producer at uh, WPMT. How has that changed? You said you're working 100% from home. I can't imagine being a producer <laughs> being at home uh, to produce a, a, a newscast. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine it um, at first either. So it was a huge adjustment. Um, I would argue, like, certainly unprecedented because yeah. so much of what a TV producer is, is in-house and, like, tied to the technical um, aspects of it, being in the booth, timing the show. 
<clears throat> you know, and the constant communication that is being in a newsroom in general, obviously you're lacking both, you know, that open communication and the technical aspect of all of it. So um, when we first started, the, the whole prospect of working from home was <laughs> kind of daunting, but I got to say that my station, much like most stations around the country, has really stepped up and, you know, come up with ways around it. I have a full setup here at home. I'm working in my kitchen. Um, and we have an abundance of communication methods. We've been using Slack constantly. We email each other. Um, I'm on my cell phone with my coworkers and everything. Um, I would say as far as the most challenging part of my job, for the most part, like the day-to-day, -day, I would agree that that hasn't changed because you can write anywhere. Like writing a script is easy right. no matter where you are. Um, but boothing the show, like I said, and for those of you who may not know what that term means, it's just like when you're actually in show and you're doing all of the mechanics of putting the show on air, that's the short term is boothing. Um, that has been very difficult. So what we're doing now is um, my, our um, production staff, so the director and all of the crew is still in-house because it, that's just a, a necessity. Um, so they were able to set up a video camera inside the booth. So at the very least, I have visual cues. So I could see... Um, like what's coming up i get to see my reporters in the field if we're able to have live reporters because right. that's another challenge we've been experiencing is um our live capacity um but uh for the most part we've found workarounds so i have the um the live stream camera from inside the booth so i do monitor uh graphics and uh all that sort of stuff from home remotely. Um, and then I call into the booth on speakerphone so I can listen to what's going on. So I can listen to the director um, telling me if, you know, if a reporter's live fails and I have to quickly kill stories and make the workarounds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would, I would say that as far as all that is concerned, like we have done a tremendous job working around those difficulties. Um, the only thing that is still a little bit challenging is time because obviously every second counts when you're in that mode. And so for me to have to wait for the director to tell me something is happening, that's just a couple of less seconds that I have to make the changes necessary. So it's all about um, over, over communication and making sure we're really on top of it. And unfortunately for the director, a lot of it falls on him um, because he is at home base and I'm, you know, at his mercy as far as, <laughs> you know, know what's, knowing what's going on. But um, I would say uh, in general, we've done an excellent job of accommodating to this experience. Um, I kind of wrote down some other things. I would say apart from the technical aspect of uh, the job, 
I think everyone here would be able to agree that work-life balance and, you know, mental health is super important right now while working from home because it's super easy, especially for producers and, and people who are writing content and in the content like heavily, um, news fatigue and um, just general wear and tear on your morale can get a little overwhelming, I think for everyone truly, but especially for producers and reporters and, and people like that. So um, I would say just always make sure you're doing what you need to do to keep yourself healthy and um, be able to do the job to the best of your ability. Because if you burn yourself out, that's one less person your station has to rely on. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's a big one as well, I would say. Tyler, from his uh, from in front of his house, the driveway in front of his house. Uh, hi, how are you doing? Well, Tyler works uh, at uh, W. I'm good. I'm good. HDM has been how many years you've been at HDM now? That seems like three, maybe. Uh, I, uh, it was it's uh, about two and a half now. Okay. All right. All right. So, so what's changed for you? Um, are you going to the television? Are you going to the station? Uh, what, what have you, have any of your duties changed? Uh, what, what's, how are you handling it and how is your company handling it? Um, me personally, what I do hasn't really changed at all. Uh, I'm in production. So, um, I work Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so during the weekdays, uh, I'm in the studio, I'm running the cameras. Um, and then on the weekends, I run the audio. So n nothing for me has changed. My job's the same. Basically everything around me has changed. So production is the only crew that's entirely still in studio. Um, okay. Anchors, reporters, uh, producers, well, producers are still in house, but um, everybody else really is working from home or working somewhere remotely. Um, we've actually started to use, uh, it's called a TVU Anywhere app. So reporters and anchors can actually now go live on their cell, just using their cell phones from anywhere. And it's been amazing. Um, we've been doing some remote weather with it. We've been doing a bunch of live shots. Um, anchors can do stuff. And, and it's amazing to see all of this. You'd never thought even five years ago, you can do an entire live shot from a cell phone. Yeah. So um, that, that's that been a really cool thing that we've introduced during this. Um, but yeah, so production wise, like I said, my job hasn't really changed. We still come in. We still get all the shows prepared. We just still do do all the shows like that. Um, the shows are, are simplified. Um, we're running just single anchor shows now so we can have distance that way. Um, but, and I mean, we, we have a, a new modern studio that they introduced about a year ago and so it was really developed on like moving around and getting different shots and stuff like that but we've kind of we've we've went away from that just for this little unprecedented um experience so yeah uh, um hasn't really changed i'm still doing what i do every day all right, and lastly, Laura Thrapp. Laura is uh, um, not working in, in production. She's sort of on the, I don't know, you describe it better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I'm kind of a bridge between the two of um, production and sales. I'm a research analyst, so I um, have access to our databases for viewership metrics. So Nielsen and Tom score. Um, which is really important to monitor recently as uh, hut levels and hut levels are up. 
and everybody's home trying to stay informed and entertained and make sure that their kids aren't running around like crazy. So everybody's <laughs> watching TV, um, which has been, which has been good to see our ratings go up. Um, but it's also been, I've had to help innovate with the sales team on how do we keep advertisers on? Like we've, Obviously, like everybody has lost a lot of money and people have pulled their campaigns. So how do we innovate and keep them top of mind, um, but maybe with a slightly different campaign or different messaging, um, or we accommodate with a different schedule if um, they are, the business isn't open or is having to lay people off. We've really had to channel a lot of empathy and understanding with clients of it's just a really rough time and they don't know if they're going to make it. And um, just coming at it from that side really makes a difference. So I kind of bridged the two. I answered to both departments and it's changed the like the nuances of my job. I've had to think on my feet a lot more and innovate a little bit more. Um, but working from home has been challenging to communicate with people. I think we're all social creatures, mm. and I kind of miss that that element of um, face to face communication with people. It's harder to relay an idea or get something done because I work on digital campaigns as well. So I feel like I have to go through a lot of channels of communication when something could have taken, um, I don't know, five or so minutes in real time. Um, working from home has been challenging because of, like I said, I work with a lot of databases. So we need access to those um, through like Wide Orbit and um, Nielsen and Comscore. And some of that connection has been challenging. Um, so that's kind of, I've been on the phone with a couple people on how do I solve this? It seems like a lot of like putting out fires here and there. Um, but it's been, it's been an interesting experience. <laughs> I think one of the things that all of us have realized is that we have to step up our IT game. You know, we take a lot of that for, for granted that, you know, that's no big deal. Uh, but if something breaks now, you're the one that's got to fix it. And uh, that has been uh, really kind of a challenge uh, for some people. Um, let, me, let me ask you and, and just whatever, whoever wants to respond. Um, what do you think that you've learned? What have you taken that you knew? And what are the new things that maybe you've learned that you're going to move, that moving forward, you're going to continue to use? And anybody can answer that question. Basically, what I'm looking for is, all right, so you had all these, you had this skill set, but now you've had to add this extra stuff. How is that going to help you in the future? I mean, I, I can... Go ahead. Okay. Um, I would say as far as uh, my station's ability to communicate amongst each other, um, again, like I said, being in the newsroom is such a critical part of that because you're just surrounded by information and you hear right. little tidbits and it keeps you up to date. Um, but some of these tools that we're using remotely can still be used once we're back in the newsroom. And I look forward to being able to do that because um, I, I think sometimes, you know, it's like that old joke or like I've seen memes about it, like this meeting could have been an email, right? right. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, <laughs> I think it's interesting 
what we'll choose to go out of our way to discuss openly versus what we could just send out on Slack moving forward um, to expedite our communication process better. I think it's really interesting that, like I was going to say exactly what Alexis said, um, we are really big at NBC with using Slack, but actually last summer or might be like a year ago, we launched Microsoft 365 across the company and a lot of people were struggling to get on board with using Teams. And now that we're all working from home, <laughs> Teams has been an amazing, I mean, I know we're on Zoom right now, no hate on Zoom, but we've had amazing success with teams because you can create your meetings in teams and then everyone can join when they're ready to. We were having a lot of problems with WebEx, which is an application we were using for a while. So teams has been like life-saving for a lot of people and it's really improved our communication with our clients. And I feel like, like Alexis said, sometimes things can get lost in communication and especially when you're in the office and someone told me something personally and then something didn't get relayed to my team. This has been a great way. Okay. I got an update from someone immediately. I'm telling my team in a channel and letting them everyone know and keeping everyone on the same page. So it's been, I think now that we're all getting used to teams in our homes, we can bring that back into the office as well. So that's been really great for us. Yeah, it's amazing how much the software uh, has improved and changed and uh, all that sort of stuff. Erica, for you, you're kind of, you're kind of, you bridge two worlds. You talk to the, to the salespeople and the clients, obviously, but you're also working with the program directors and programming side for commercial. How have, has things changed for you? Yeah, I kind of like to say that I'm kind of the one person that every department feels like they can't do without because he talks to all the other departments forum so oh, nice. yeah so yeah sale uh, sales people obviously my interaction with them is pretty deep programming obviously my interaction with them is very deep um i do sit in on management uh you know discussions and they want to hear what's going on in my world a lot of the time because i'm a touch point for a lot of other people so um yeah piggybacking on what samantha just said i think that standardization and efficiency of our Interwork communications is going to kind of be the name of the game now, uh, which was something that you never really worried about before because everybody was in the building together. So if you needed to communicate with people, it was generally very easy to do because you're physically mostly sort of all this in the same place. That's not the case anymore. I, I think especially radio, I'm talking to a bunch of TV people here who have their own perspective on things, but I'm a radio person. I've been a radio person my whole life and radio has been, largely decentralizing for a long time now. I think for like 20 years or so, radio has been decentralizing. It's been accelerated at some times and it's been slowed down at other times, but it, the, the trend has been noticeable and has been obvious. Um, but if the industry is going to survive, everybody's got a different idea about what their industry needs to do to survive. But I think what this is proving to us now is that there's an issue that none of us saw was going to be an issue. And that is the efficiency and standardization of our work communication. It has to be uniform. You know, it has to be, everybody's got to be using the same software. Everybody's got to know how to use the software. Everybody's <laughs> got to be technically proficient because we can't sit here for 20 minutes and go, no, don't click that. Click this. Well, my video won't work. Well, my audio won't work. We, we don't have time for that anymore. You know, we have to know how to use the new tools at our disposal if we're going to maintain the efficiency that we're known for. So th that I think is going to be 
the biggest thing that all of us as an industry are going to have to get used to in the future is that we've got to streamline and standardize our communications. Yeah. Uh, once we can, once we can do that, a lot of other things I think will fall into place. Well, it goes back to the old saying: "Time is money." The the more time you oh, waste, yeah. The more time you waste, the the, the more money it's going to cost you. Yeah, now, and Laura, especially you're, for an you're, industry. Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, uh, Laura, you're you're kind of. In a, in a similar situation as Eric is, um, what have you noticed? Have, have you seen that there's been sort of a leveling up of some of the staff of understanding some of the, how to use some of it that they maybe weren't thinking about in the past? Yeah, I feel like across the board, there's been a leveling up just more required from everybody, like an all hands on deck. Uh, our GM has been really great about just praise and everybody stepped up to the plate uh, and we were really quick to adapt. And I think that's something like, like has been previously stated of like adaption by like force, <laughs> like, people <laughs> really like adapt at their own pace. And I feel like, especially with our kind of traditional media of uh, TV and radio is sometimes we get in the habit of like rinse and repeat. And um, it, it's just kind of the way that it's run. It's a consistent medium. Um, and this, this disruption has caused everybody to innovate and adapt. And I think that is just a skill that everybody's going to use after this of, oh, no, I do have to think outside the box. Like, it's not just what I did yesterday or, like, the rinse and repeat of this is just what works. No, our viewers are watching at different times now and we have different viewership and they are flipping channels more and it just, you have to think more like cause and effect and big picture rather than um, more like apathy and complacency. Like that just has to go out the window now. One thing you mentioned is you talked about digital a little bit and obviously more and more people are using their, their smartphones and, you know, and all the other digital. Uh, are, are, are you seeing people going away from watching typical over the air and that sort of stuff to, you know, uh, using digital and, and more and more of that? I know you're looking at some of the statistics. And that. Are you seeing more digital or less digital? Maybe people are saying, you know, they're, they're, their connection speeds are not good enough to, you know, with five people in the house, they're, they're having difficulty with that. What are you seeing there? Um, right now, in this time of disruption, it would be totally different of like the total trends, right. but this kind of disruption, uh, we've seen increases in both. Okay. Uh, we've seen our, as meant, like the highest month in forever, March, um, for digital clicks and playthroughs and uh, campaigns are doing really well. Um, and our, like I said, our TV numbers are up, our viewership is up. Um, it has changed as people have been working from home, like different day parts have boosted rather than others and others have, like the early morning has kind of fell down. Um, but overall across the board ratings are up and viewership is up as well as digital. People are just trying to be informed um, and they're going to be surveying a lot of different outlets and that's why we're seeing so much of it. And I actually, if you don't mind me chiming in on the digital front, I was actually talking to some of my coworkers prior to this, getting their advice on what might be good to say um, during this group chat. Um, 
they also made an interesting point about how this is proving to all of us how the industry could shift moving into the future. Now that we know that we have these capacities to work from home, um, these capacities to stream heavily online as opposed to relying mostly on our um, uh, broadcast, television broadcast, um, this may very well change the path of the industry moving forward generally speaking you know um and i don't know what that might look like um but it definitely has a lot of people thinking about for example sick days you know if you have a cold that doesn't necessarily mean you can't work but you really shouldn't be in the building so maybe i can work from home now if i have a cold you know so things like that just like our standard practices of industry could be very different moving into the future just based on this experience. Yeah, I know uh, when I return to the station after all this is over, I do plan on pursuing a course of action with my superiors to say, listen, we've proven that we can do this now. You know, we put our infra infrastructure in place. I know I can do this. And it fits my, you were talking about work, work life balance. It fits my work life balance very well to be able to work from home a couple days a week. I have young school age children who, you know, need care from time to time and such. That's my work life balance in play there. I plan on pursuing that as a long-term work situation after this, knowing that I have the capability now. So I, I think you're absolutely right. Hey, Tyler, I have to ask you, since you're somebody of, of all these guys that are actually going into work on a daily basis, what's the atmosphere like at work? Because none of us are, are I'm not, you know, I'm in my little world and, you know, Alexis and Laura and Sam are, but, and Eric, uh, but you're actually, you know, driving into work, getting into work. What's it like there? It's it's odd for sure. Um, there's very very few people in the building. So on a normal day, you'd have I don't know 25, 30 people in the newsroom like throughout the day. Now you go in and there might be five. So it, it's it's very odd. It's very lonely at times. Um, Sometimes like this weekend, for example, you go out and you see one person working in the entire newsroom. So it, it's it's very odd, but it's unprecedented. So I think we're all just learning day to day and, and just trying to see where this is going to go because we don't know when it's going to end and we don't know how it's going to change even tomorrow. So we're, we're just, yeah, we're just going day by day really at this point. And, and I have to ask, I, uh, you know, uh, some of you work in, I know Lauren and, and Alexis work in the same building. Um, Sam, uh, what percentage are, are you seeing people in your, uh, in your sphere? Uh, I, you know, obviously, I know uh, your fiance uh, is is working in a nursing home. Just but my are, are you, uh, <laughs> are, you um, are you seeing in your your sphere? Do you know people that are are sick? Oh yeah. So my boyfriend tested positive. Um, he is much better now. Um, my next door neighbor tested positive. He was in the hospital. We specifically had a couple employees that were, but thankfully, because they pushed us out, like no one else, once they once they said that, oh, this right. person on this floor tested positive, everyone else was kind of worried. They, they had already gotten kicked out of the building. But yeah, um, also like, I don't know about you guys in your areas, but Bergen County, the county that I live in in New Jersey, as well as Rockland County, where I'm originally from, about 10 minutes up north in New York, have been heavily hit. So um, 
I don't know what the atmosphere is near you guys, but we, I haven't left the house since the 13th of March because it's just that my boyfriend comes home from the nursing homes and he had it. I luckily didn't have symptoms, but like I could have it. I could be a carrier of it and I don't want to be going out to the grocery store. So living with that, um, we just don't go anywhere. <laughs> he goes to, he goes to work, he comes home, he showers and that's, that's just our life right now. So such an exciting life. You know, we are home sweet home is taking on new, uh, <laughs> new meaning these days. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you know, then you get into your comfort zone in certain areas, you know, uh, we're all probably in, in the place that we're, probably spending a large percentage of our time, uh, which has been really uh, very unusual. I, I'm, I've created classes here, which is really uh, very unusual. Um, all right. So, and I, and I want to, you know, let everybody uh, uh, go and uh, pretty soon, but final thoughts before, before we leave, we'll start with Eric. What do you think will be uh, what should I be talking to my students about? What are some of the skills that they should be working on when they get into the next level? Because I think, and, and I think Alexis, I think just about everybody said it, um, it's changed. We're not, we're not going back to the way we did it before um, because we're, we've learned so many. I mean, we've been doing this for about, you know, maybe four, five, six weeks, and everything has changed and everybody is got a different attitude about work from home, uh, how we work, all that sort of stuff, especially in, in, in what I want to call the broadcast industries. So go ahead, Eric, you go first. The mechanics of how we do our jobs in traditional media, Jeff, have always been under change. They've been changing for years. It's, it's never been the same way for longer than a couple of years in a row. But the, the thing we need to keep in mind as traditional broadcast media professionals is that our original our original role and purpose in society is to connect people with information. And we cannot lose sight of that because now more than ever, as people are sequestered in their homes, they're separated from each other, they're experiencing social anxiety or social isolation and all the other mental health you know, problems that we're going to see arise from this, which we're going to deal with as a society in the future. There's fear out there. There's misinformation out there. There's, there's uncertainty of all kinds. The one thing that's going to hold us all together is reliable information through traditional broadcast media. We have to stay true to that principle. The mechanics that, uh, you know, and the tools that enable us to do our jobs are changing, of course. They have always changed. That's not anything that we're not used to. So we're going to roll with that change, but we have got to keep that principle in mind. We are keeping our society together right now through the dissemination of information. That is our job. And entertainment. That, our, our and, and, and entertainment and escapism too, yes. But we have got to remember why we're here and why we're doing this job in this medium. Digital is very, has, has always been sort of wild west. You never know what you're going to find out there on the internet. You know, we're just now learning how to sort of make it work for us and, and keep it regulated. But there, there's a lot of bad acting going on out there on the internet. Yep. Broadcast medium has to retain its trustworthiness and it has to retain its ability to hold people together. And I, I think what we've seen is that the professionalism and dedication from people across all traditional broadcast mediums has really made itself known. And uh, everybody in every industry I've spoken to has just been sort of awed at how team effort it's been to, to keep that principle together. Yeah, I think the one thing we're also going to learn is how to, how, how to work as a team, but not in the, in the same room. Sam? 
Um, those are all very great points, Eric. I quickly was jotting down bullet points because I didn't want to forget anything. Um, my best advice for any uh, college students right now would be to, to practice patience and learn to think outside the box because you always want to be the person that comes to the forefront with a solution and not so much keep saying what the problems are. So I know constantly I'm trying to think of, all right, like I'm not getting in communication with this person or this workflow is not working because of the new situation we're in. This person doesn't have access to these servers or anything. What I don't want to call someone and say, this is the problem. And then just sit back. Like you need to come to the forefront with the solution. And um, I think that's something really like that just comes with time and um, really learn to learn the technologies, learn what's big in the industry right now, learn about Microsoft 365, Teams, Zoom, Slack, all these things because um, they can, that, that just helps you in the, in the long run. So patience, thinking outside the box and um, learn to be a good troubleshooter. Alexis? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> well, well, I mean, okay, so I already mentioned um, as far as thinking broadly moving into the future because things are going to change. And literally, as soon as you try and learn and get good at something new, you're on to the next thing. So I guess number one, adaptability, just know that your whole life is going to be adapted at every stage throughout it up until your retirement. So that's number one. <laughs> um, and number two, I, I mean, again, I just, from a, from a personal perspective, I just want to reiterate the deep importance of, you know, mental health and taking care of yourself because it's not just now, it's all the time. We work with very, sometimes very dark and sad topics. Um, and it is, uh, you, you are an asset to your team. And the only way you can stay being an asset to your team is by taking care of yourself and making sure you're ready to work and do the best job possible every day. And so whatever you need to do to make sure you're at that mental place where you could put all your energy into the job, um, you, you just have to find those coping mechanisms. It's, it, it's vital to your success and the success of your team. Tyler? Um, I, I think the biggest thing is flexibility. You just have to, you have to really be prepared for the, for the unexpected. Um, as we see, things can change almost drastically in 24 hours. Um, you, you just have to, you have to be ready to change. Like, like Alexa said, you have to be ready to adapt. Um, you, you really just, you have to learn a lot of skills that sometimes you, you may learn a skill that you think you're not going to use. And then the next day, here you are and you have to use it. There's, there's a ton of things that you may never think that you have to do. And if something like this happens again, the next day, here it is. And if you know how to do that specific thing, say, say it's working from home and, and you have that experience, you can be the forefront and you can help the other people around you get better at it. And you can help your entire team. And it, it just makes, it just makes your situation a, a lot more, a lot more real when we have things like this that happen in the world and you find yourself helping bro helping broadcast a, a news program to, to thousands of people who don't normally watch. So you have to think about what you're doing and, and, and the content you're providing. And it, it really is a big, 
a big uh, point to just be able to uh, be flexible and adapt and, and just be ready for those things because you never know what's going to happen. Lastly, Laura. I guess I'm just going to echo what everybody else said of like throw all expectations out the window. Like, yes. <laughs> you just have to be flexible, adapt, um, come with solutions, be innovative and think outside the box. Um, don't just keep echoing what's happened before. Really, your voice is valued in this kind of environment. Um, also, adding some kind of humanization to that. Alexa said and everybody else has said like you really have to know yourself and know your limits and your boundaries and that'll just bring your best self to work if you can manage that and working from home is a really great skill that we've all been forced to now learn um, and that we can call upon later and knowing your work-life balance and how to achieve that and your own skills and your toolbox is really important. All right. Well, I want to thank all of you. Uh, I want you all to stay safe and hopefully at some point soon, we'll all be able to get together and, uh, and, and just kind of, I don't know, I don't know if we're going to laugh about this, but we're going to certainly, uh, we're, we're certainly having experiences that hopefully we'll never, ever have again. You know, if you talk to most people, no one has ever had an experience like this ever, especially in our, so moving forward, one of the things I think we're going to have is we're going to have the understanding and the uh, experience of going through something like this and saying, hey, we tried this back in 2020 and it worked. Let's see how it works now. So I, I, I want to thank everybody for joining, joining me. I'm going to share this with our students. I think that this is a good lesson uh, to hear from professionals that are in the field uh, that are, are actually experiencing some of the things. I think some of the students are, are, are in the same boat that some of us professionals are. They have you know, challenges, you know, internet, uh, they have equipment challenges, uh, production things, and they've got to you know, be a little bit out of the box or, or be a little bit innovative and be understanding that they may have to put a little extra time into doing something so that they, they get it to the quality that they, they should get it. Again, thank you everybody. Uh, stay safe, uh, and uh, we'll hopefully see you soon. Thanks for joining us for WVYC's Perspectives. The program airs weekly on Mondays and Fridays at 9 o'clock. Public Affairs program is also available as a podcast at wvyc.podbean.com. Jeffrey Schiffman serves as the Executive Director of Perspectives. We hope you join us again for this in-depth look at the York College community.